0: made me and formed me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, for I put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your judgments are just and that you have afflicted me fairly. May your faithful love comfort me as you promised your servant. May your compassion come to me so that I may live for your instruction is my delight. Let the arrogant be put to shame for slandering me with lies. I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you, those who know your decrees, turn to me. May my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, so that I will not be put to shame. Psalm 119, verses 73 to 80. And good morning, IBCM. Glad you're joining with me. And the rest of us who are online this morning for our daily morning Bible study. Well, I hope you had a great weekend. And uh, wasn't it wonderful to worship together and to study God's word together yesterday morning? Let me encourage you to be faithful in attending worship, even though it's online. uh, I know that is a little bit difficult. I understand how hard it is to keep focus and attention on a screen, whether it be a a phone or a a tablet or a computer or a a TV. It's difficult to keep attention on a screen, but hang in there. Um, Next Sunday, we relaunch our in-person worship for those who are vaccinated. We can have 30 percent in the room for those who are fully vaccinated. So hang on. We're making progress, and maybe sooner or later, we'll be back to normal, and all of us can gather together for worship. This psalm, this portion of, well, actually, the whole psalm, Psalm 119, reminds us of the treasury of God's word and its significance in our lives. And these verses today remind us that we are formed by God's hands, and then we live by his mouth, what he speaks from his mouth, God's word. We're going to study today Galatians 6 verse 9. As we talk this week about the urgency of ministry, we're going to start with this verse today in Galatians 6 verse 9, uh, and um, we'll apply that to our our daily lives here in just a few moments. But let's first begin with prayer. Let me just call you to a time of of, um, worship. Lord, we want to worship you this morning. And right now, uh, each of us are in conversation with you individually, but also uh, as a group right now at the same time. And so right now, we're thinking of all the many blessings that you have given us for which we give you thanksgiving and praise. Right now, we're thinking those and and those, those of us who are are together in our homes and apartments right now, we're voicing those praises to you and acknowledging that you are the one true God who we worship. Thank you for forming us with your hands. and we thank you for your word that gives us instruction and continues to form us spiritually as we read and study it day by day. We also know, Lord, that your presence sustains us in these discouraging times, and we want to continue. To keep our eyes fixed on Christ Jesus, who is the pioneer of our faith. No matter what, Lord, no matter what the cost, no matter what the struggle, whatever the challenge, we want to maintain a stable and steady uh, faith in you. So, right now, whether it's uh, financial dis- uh, discouragements, whether it is emotional concerns, whether it, there are Some health concerns that we have today, Lord, we give them to you and pray, God, that you will uh, continue continue to remind us of the hope we have in Christ Jesus. We lift up our church family, Lord. There are many in our church family who are sick, and we're praying for your healing power in their lives. There are uh, many in our church family who are struggling financially. We pray, Lord, that you would provide jobs, that you would uh, working through our church family, provide provisions and food. We we do not want to forget to love each other and to be generous to each other like that early church we studied a few weeks ago in Acts uh, chapter 2. Lord, we pray that you will continue to strengthen our fellowship, our unity, and our deep love for each other so that we can help each other in time of need. And now, Lord, we turn to your word. And ask once more, as we do every day, that your Holy Spirit will give us understanding, will also transform our hearts by your word, and would prepare us and make us ready for obedience. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Let's start with the story. I read the story about a missionary who for decades served in an African country, and for those... Decades of his ministry and service in Africa, he planted, he sowed the gospel seed. Person after person, he he was faithful and continued for uh, more than twenty years to to sow the gospel seed every opportunity he had. But in those years, he did not see one person come to Christ. Can you imagine how discouraging that might be, that this African country was a Muslim country, and the people were very resistant to the gospel and the good news about Jesus Christ. Finally, it was time to retire, and he left the mission field and returned home. Years later, several years later, there, were, there was another group of missionaries who went to the same country and In the same region of that country. They were not expecting to find any evidence of the gospel in that part of the world, knowing that it was a Muslim region. They were shocked in a good way to find out that there were a number of churches in that area. So they started asking questions and began asking around in the villages to, to find out from people how these churches got started. And they learned. That after that first missionary left years ago, people began to believe in Jesus. Uh, they had Bibles that had been given to them over those years, and and they began to study their Bibles and they they formed churches on their own. Sometimes you will never see the seed you plant. You never see what God does to grow it. It could be that someone else will harvest what you have sown. Sometimes God allows you or me, us, uh, to see years later the seeds that we faithfully planted that have become fruitful crops as a way to encourage us. I tell this story to highlight what Paul is teaching. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, let me read it to you. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. This verse is a great encouragement to all of us who, seeing the urgency of ministry, experience challenges and discouragements. And it can be very discouraging at times. Do not grow weary in doing good, Paul encouraged. He's using an agricultural analogy to teach a spiritual lesson. You will reap a harvest in due time, he says. Uh, What is due time? It's, It's God's perfect timing you may keep sharing the gospel with family and friends you may keep sharing the gospel with the same person over and over again or you might keep working in a ministry field in a in a ministry service on a ministry team for a long time and see few results paul says don't give up don't grow weary what is it that makes us weary what is it that makes us tired well it could be lack of fruit. It could be that we, like that missionary in Africa, serve and faithfully minister the gospel for a year after year and don't see much result. That can make us very weary. Sometimes, let me give us a little warning here. Sometimes, if we are operating in our own strength, by our own um, intelligence, without the proper prayer and, and spiritual preparation, We can grow tired because we're trying to do God's work by our strength. We need to make sure we're always working in God's power. That requires us to study the word daily. It requires us to pray daily, very specifically about the people that we are serving, that the Holy Spirit will prepare their hearts for the seeds of the gospel and that he, God himself, will bring about about the fruit of our work. There are many other things that can cause us to grow weary in doing good, in planting seeds of the gospel. And Paul says, don't give up. Here's the reason why. He says, whatever one sows, whatever we sow, that we will also reap. Um, The one who sows to the Spirit in verse 8 will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So that builds on verse 8, also verse 7, where Paul wrote, uh, don't be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever person sows, he will also reap. So this agricultural analogy was one that everyone there in Paul's hearing, those people in the church at Galatia, they would have understood it was an agricultural economy. The principle of reaping, and, or rather sowing and reaping, is all through the scriptures. It, it it comes from a single fact that every person is in that in that day and age was in an agri, 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 agrarian society. So, and all of us who have planted a garden or worked on a farm is something that we know. You will always reap the same kind of thing that you sow. So, if you sow corn, what will you reap? Corn. If you sow wheat, you will reap wheat. If you sow soybeans, you will reap soybeans. And uh, you get the picture. We always reap, harvest what we plant. God has so designed this world that this fact is true in not only on the farm, but in ministry, in life actually. For example, if you are a friendly person, then you're likely to have many friends. If you are a very helpful person, then there are going to be times in which people will likely help you. If you are very generous, then there will be times in which people will be generous to you and you will experience God's generosity as well. If you're diligent, uh, your employer will pay you. If you are lazy, (laughs) you may not be able to eat. Spiritually this is true as well if we repent if we if we sow repentance what do we reap god's forgiveness if we keep on sinning what do we reap god's discipline if we seek god what do we reap he will answer us if you trust in yourself what will you reap you'll have to rely on just yourself And in the context of this passage, uh, Paul has already said that when you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. This also connects back to chapter five on the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. The person who chooses uh, or rather who chases after pleasure will reap the consequences. Paul says, and I read it a moment ago from verse seven, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He can't be fooled. So God sees everything we're doing. And Paul is reminding the readers that relying on God's grace rather than our own good works does not mean that we have the license to sin. When you pursue the works of the flesh, expect God's judgment. But on a positive note, if we pursue the gospel If we pursue service and ministry, if we keep planting gospel seeds, if we keep loving people, if we keep out of compassion doing good to people, God notices and we can expect God's blessing. But notice Paul says in due time. Sometimes there is a delay between the sowing and the reaping. Actually, always there is the delay between sowing and reaping you don't plant corn one day and harvest corn the next right i mean it takes time for the seed to germinate if we grow impatient in farming we will never eat you have to wait until the stalk grow and the corn comes on the stalk and you have to wait till you see you know uh, that the corn is, is ripe and ready then you harvest the corn. If you're impatient, then you harvest the corn before it's ready and you have nothing to eat. So there is always waiting between the sowing and the reaping. And ministry is the same way. We can't expect overnight success. We must be patient. That's why Paul says, do not grow weary. Do not grow tired. Have patience. Wait on God. To bring the harvest, we have a lot of bamboo in the Philippines, and bamboo is an example of the delay that happens between the sowing and the reaping. Bamboo seeds can take four to five years to germinate and sprout. That is a long time. You could plant a bamboo seed and not see any effects whatsoever for years. Then, in the fifth year, those shoots, those bamboo sprouts come up. And when they do, they are one of the fastest growing plants in the world. Some bamboo can grow up to 28 meters in a matter of four or five weeks. After not even sprouting for five years. Spiritual sowing and reaping is like this. It may take a long time before we see the results of our actions. But sooner or later, in God's due time, in God's perfect time, we are promised that we will reap what we sow. What a good word for us today. Yes, ministry is urgent. And we're going to look at at the next verse tomorrow and talk about opportunity. Ministry is urgent, but that doesn't mean it happens fast. The urgency of ministry requires us to wait, to be patient, to be committed, to be faithful. Day after day, never growing tired of doing God's will and doing God's work. Let's finish this morning with a few questions. Is there someone uh, you can encourage? Is there someone in ministry that you've noticed Maybe they're getting discouraged or tired. Can, how can you encourage them to keep on in ministry? How can you encourage them this week? Or is there an area in which you are growing discouraged? How can this verse in Galatians 6 encourage you to refuse to give up? Is there a person that you've been planting the seeds of the gospel and you see no results and maybe you have sort of left that field maybe it's time to go back into that field and start planting again let me read let me read this verse one more time as we close let us not get tired of doing good for we will reap at the proper time if we do not give up. Father, thank you for this encouragement this morning. We praise the Lord that we have this promise. Just as uh the farm produces a harvest after faithful planting and cultivating. Lord, so does ministry produce a harvest if we will not grow weary and cultivating ministry around us. And so, Lord, uh, we pray for your encouragement today. Pray for your power today. Pray for your wisdom and discernment today to know when and where to plant the seeds of the gospel. And we pray for your spiritual power so that we have endurance and we refuse to stop. We refuse to give up. And open our eyes to people around us and our church family who are discouraged and show us ways that we can encourage each we can encourage each other to keep faithful in ministry. Lord, again, this morning, I pray for my brothers and sisters in this Bible study with me. I pray that you will guard their hearts and minds, that you will protect them, that you'll keep them safe, that you will give them good health. If they are sick, I pray you'll bring healing to their bodies. If they are discouraged, I pray that you'll bring encouragement to their minds. If they're frustrated, I pray that you'll give them peace and patience. I pray that you'll provide everything they need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And I pray this in his wonderful, powerful name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me this morning. Hey, be encouraged. Don't give up. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit to give us vital energy today so that we will do good planting the seeds of the gospel, being Christ compassionate hearts and hands in our community today. Well, I love the time of sharing the word with you this morning. I pray you'll have a great and blessed day today, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning as we gather once again for Bible study. God bless.